0: Previously, on A New Winter, I could see his fat, bloated, bruised body just lying there. That was it, I thought. The German's dead. This is episode 15 of A New Winter. I didn't know what to do people started coming out from their houses and I had to think fast do I stay, do I run here I was, alone, with a body and just then I noticed it was snowing it hadn't snowed since before the stock wheels those mysterious prints and their farm having now melted away it looked like there'd be more icy weather before the winter was out what's going on? I heard a man shout from down the road And that was enough to snap me out of the silence, and I decided to run. I kept to the back streets and avoided light where possible, trying not to look too shifty. It wasn't long before sirens came from the darkness towards me, and once they'd gone past, I started to relax. I knew then there was just time to go home. As I walked back, the snow had started to powder the pavements, and there was a wind. It was like being sliced with a thousand razors with every step that I took it felt like it took a lifetime but I finally got home and I went straight to bed I was exhausted I got up about 10.30 I remember thinking my body clock was almost switching back to normal jumped in the shower warmed myself up and scrubbed the memory of the German from my dead skin it was strange but I didn't really feel like I'd just seen a dead body the night before but I had and it obviously had some kind of effect on me in that I was more numb than what I thought I'd be. I dressed and went downstairs. And there, chatting with my mum was Inspector Dewbridge. "'Good morning,' he said. And then looked at his watch. "'Just.' My mum laughed. She was always like this when she felt the need to impress. I'm not sure if it's politeness or flirting. Maybe it was both. "'Morning,' I said, and took a seat opposite him. If he was here, then, well, it was bad.' My mum put a cup of tea in front of me. Would you mind if your son and me had a private chat? Dubridge said to my mum. Oh, no, of course. I'll I'll be in the next room. Well, you see, Dubridge began, this is actually about confidential business, you know, police matters, so I'd need to make sure that we are completely alone in the house. Would you mind maybe just doing some shopping or something like that, just for the next half hour or so? Uh well,'' she said, and stared at me. I See that she didn't like being left out. She knew she couldn't listen in now. She's been asked to leave her own house. She looked back at Inspector Dewbridge, who continued to grin, as if he'd been put on pause. ''Well, all right then,'' she said, and quickly put on her coat, got a purse, and left. ''So,'' he said, ''what happened then?'' ''Well, with what?'' I asked. The dead fucking German, what do you think? Look, Inspector, I, I just want to know something first. And what's that? He said, annoyed. I just want to know, like, did it happen in the house? Did did that happen? Was it real? What do you mean? Did what happen? He asked. Well, was I there? Was I tied up? You know, like, like that. Well, what do you think? He answered. What, you think you made it up? Well, I don't think so and then I started to tremble what was happening to me? I wasn't always like this it was as if I'd awoken a deep rattling being inside of me one that was desperate to get out look, I've got a dead German lion on the street and I need to know if you had anything to do with it Dupage asked my head was bowed and he was trying to meet my gaze he, well he killed himself he was told to oh and you saw that did you? you saw him kill himself well well, no I didn't but he said he said he was told to what what do you mean you said he was told to by who them who's them I don't know okay and at that point I just couldn't drink my tea my hands were shaking too much what the hell was happening to me what was this well fat lot good you are then Deebridge said did he say anything useful at all well, he said that this town was full of sick people. That's true, he said. Well, mostly dementia. <laughs> I just carried on. He also said that that I had to be careful. They didn't rape or kill Kate or anything like that. And that Jackie might not want to be found, whatever that means. The smile dropped from Inspector Dubridge's face. Huh. And that's it, is it? Anything else? Yeah, that that's it. He nodded silently and pulled his bottom lip up as if examining an impressive car that had just been brought out in front of him. Well, guess I'll be off. And with that, he got up. Well, well, hold on, hold on. I said, "That that's it. Nothing else." No, no, not right now. Well, unless there's anything you want to tell me. Well, no, I don't. I don't have anything else to tell you. That that's it. Well, I mean. Look, there's this name that keeps coming up. Mr Tooley. Who is this guy? It seems like everyone's afraid of him. Inspector Dubidge smiled and made his way to the door. And in a low voice said to me, don't bring his fucking name up again, okay? I mean it. And before I could react, he just left. Who was this man? What was I to do now? I wondered if the German was right about me being a scapegoat. If... Some people were just waiting for the right moment to pinch me for something. I thought about what I could do next to find Jackie, but I was slightly at a loss. There was no way I was going back to that house. Maybe I could try and find Nicola. Maybe she could help. I needed to apologise to her anyway, but, ugh, so typically English. Maybe I'd just go back to the lime. Maybe tonight. Maybe see what the crack is. Once I decided, my mum came back and... She looked slightly surprised. Oh, we've gone to Z. You're still here then? Um, yes, I am. Why? And she started unpacking her shopping like it was the most important thing in the world at that moment. And so, even though i just got up, I went back to bed and just laid there. As the night approached, I ventured back out. I got the bus and I went to the lime. I wasn't really sure what exactly I was going to do there, but for the moment the plan was to find Nicola and just see if she had any more information. As I got off the bus and I started walking towards the line, I remembered that horrible neon light that buzzes in the night air. As I went in, the thumping music started beating into my ears again. I started looking around, but it's the same sorry sight that I'd seen only a few nights before. Didn't see Nicola anywhere I looked around the bar but she wasn't there I asked some of the girls but none of them even looked at me in the eye I looked at the girls who were waiting the tables or dancing on the stage but none of them were Nicola I was determined to find her so the only place left would be the upstairs bit the secret bit I made my way upstairs and the madame was there and instead of the hostile greeting I got last time she caught my eye and just looked to the floor as if embarrassed something was definitely up perhaps I'd got a reputation now or something people disappearing or being killed maybe they sensed that I was a part of it where's Nicola? I asked the madame just shook her head and just pointed down the corridor and at the end I could see a huge mountain of a man just standing there in front of the door at the very end I walked down my steps muffled by the carpet underneath my feet and the huge man just didn't move a muscle didn't even bother to look around and see who was coming down. As I got closer I realised it was the black man from Mr Tooley's room. The house, the one that knocked me out. I stopped dead in my tracks. I could feel my heart pumping and I was wondering what to do. For a second I felt faint. He just stood there motionless. And then as I stepped slowly nearer to the door he opened it for me just like any other bouncer would do. As I walked in, I saw a man tied to a chair in the middle of the room. His head was hanging down and it seemed to me that he was bleeding. He'd obviously just been beaten up. And then from the side of the room, I heard a noise. Ah! And so he's here! I opened the door further and saw Mr Tooley. He was dressed in a white linen suit, as if he were about to step into a tropical paradise he had one hand in his pocket and the other holding a small handgun and at the end of it was a silencer or at least that's what I thought it was what action movies had told me do you recognise your friend here? he pointed the gun at the man in the chair his head tilted back now and I saw there was a Polish man the one who'd put me in this exact same position only hours earlier yeah I said uh, I don't know his name, though. His name, Mr Tooley said. Well, his name's Stan. Stan the man, if you can believe it. He actually asked to be specifically called that. His real name, of course, is Nikolai. I mean, I would call him nobody Nikolai. <laughs> and Mr Tooley started laughing. He gave you the gun, did he not? Uh, I was trying to stall for time. "'Well,' and he continued anyway, "'I should say he gave your friend Nicola the gun to kill us all. "'Wasn't that the plan?' "'No,' I said. "'No, no, I wasn't going to kill anyone.' "'Well, isn't that what a gun is for?' he asked. "'Why else have one?' "'He was toying with me, I could see that. "'I wonder what the whole purpose of this was.' "'Why did you kill our German friend?' he said. Me? I haven't killed anyone. <laughs> really? Well, soon the police will find out that the gun that was in the German's hand was the very same gun that you brought to our house, that this man gave you. Shit, I thought. My fingerprints must be all over it. So you're going to set me up, I said, for his murder, are you? No, Mr. Tooley said. Of course not. I mean, what a waste that would be. No, 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 no. After we made the German talk, we gave him the gun and told him to go kill himself somewhere and make sure that people see. It cannot be made to look like another murder, you see, because it's very hard to keep suspicions low when everyone around us is dying. Well, he he did kill himself, I said. No, no, no he didn't though, did he? Mr. Toody said. Don't, don't lie to me. The police have already found out that the gun in his hand will not match the bullet that's lodged in his fat fucking skull I know I know it was you that killed him what are you talking about I said you shot him in the fucking head you maniac (laughs) I don't fucking care kill whoever the fuck you want but no one that could be traced back to me and the German the German as a suicide is an open shut case well at least that's what they say but a murder a murder is a whole different thing entirely "'and you did it. You murdered him with a gun. "'Well, a gun not too dissimilar to this. "'Look,' I said. "'I don't know what you're... "'Don't fucking lie to me!' he shouted. "'And I got scared. "'Flashbacks of being tied up in that room. "'Started to flood my mind all over again. "'Mr Tooley composed himself. (sighs) "'I'm going to be straight with you. "'I have to kill this guy. "'I have to. Sorry.' Because, I'll tell you why, because you're a fucking murderer. I didn't say a word. Huh. See? That's better. Now, now we don't lie, do we? The green, green grass and all that. Now behind that door, on the floor, is another gun. As a matter of fact, it's the exact same gun as this one here that I'm holding. And probably the same one you used to kill the German. I mean, it's silent. Sneaky. Pick it up. I turned around and saw the gun on the floor. I looked at Mr Tooley and he was clearly getting impatient. Don't try all this innocent stuff with me, he said. Pick up the fucking gun and shoot this guy in the head. Pick up the fucking gun. And so I did as I was told. I picked up the gun. And I remember it was heavier than the last gun that I'd handled. Apparently the one the German had used. The silence on this gun... Was surprisingly lighter than it looked i'd never seen anything like it before well not in my hands anyway great great well done well done mr tooley said patronizingly now kill him mr tooley raised the gun his gun towards me and don't think about raising that gun to me or i'll kill you i'll kill you before you've even pulled the trigger Hey, look, I'm not going to kill this guy Nikolai I said Well, why not? I mean, he's asleep, look at him In a weird way, he did look a lot more peaceful Content Even though he was bleeding everywhere I, I can't just Mr Toody shot Nikolai in the leg Which made him obviously wake up, screaming, shouting in pain There, he's awake now and that's either better or worse for you depending on what mood you're in I suppose but who cares just fucking shoot him, please. place or I'll shoot you there was too much happening in my head I couldn't just kill someone could I? I mean I was under duress after all I wasn't really sure what the legal ramifications were and here was this guy Nikolai tied up in front of me the same position that I'd been in and he'd let me go and here I was with a gun against him, about to shoot him. Could I do it? Nikolai was now realising what was happening and he was trying to plead with me. I could see it in his eyes. A roughly made cloth gag was stopping him from doing more than just, well, screaming a collage of noise. But he knew. He knew what was happening. Mr Tooley spoke up again. Shoot him in five seconds or I'll shoot you. It really is that simple. And then he started counting, five, four, three, two, one. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more info, including how you can support the show, please visit anewwinter.com. Thank you for listening to A New Winter. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.